The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon, and I'm absolutely delighted that you're with us today. We have a really... Great and fun show for you today. But before we start, take a look at the self-improvement blog. That's theselfimprovementblog.com. So you can see a picture of today's guest. You can watch a couple of his videos that are in the right sidebar. You can read more about him, read his bio, all those things, and you really have an idea who's talking with us. Also on the homepage of the blog, you're going to see a review of the book, The Point of Power. It's a book I consider to be a very important one about manifesting. It's based on quantum theory. Take a look at that book. Get it if you can. You can even get a, an e-reader version of it. The, the author, Peter Boxa, is our guest next week, and he's going to be talking about his brand new book called Faith Wave, which is going to be um, available in May. I've had the privilege of reading that book, and it's absolutely awesome. So take a look at that book review. Get yourself on the list for the new Faith Wave. My friend Donnie Tash, a psychic medium, has been on the show a couple of times. He has a site called Psychic Library, and I encourage you to visit it. It's PsychicLibrary.com. Even if you don't believe in these kind of things, it's a really interesting site and gives you just a really good view of what some of it is all about. Donnie told me about Todd Hogan, a psychic medium who had just joined the Psychic Library team, and he encouraged me to have a reading. Well, I don't have a lot of readings, but I trust Donnie's judgment. And so I made an appointment with Todd Hogan for a reading. He blew me away. He was spot on describing those who had messages for me from the other side. And the messages were totally in character for the person giving them. And the information could not at all in any way have been known in advance. And yet it was all totally credible. He also had some significant insights into other areas of my life that have been really very helpful to me. Todd Hogan is with us today. I call Todd the dynamic duo. You know, 
He's only one person, but he wears two very, very different hats. We have Todd Hogan, the psychic medium, and Todd and Hogan Todd, his stage name, who is a singer, songwriter, guitarist. Todd became aware of his psychic abilities and the spirit realm when he was really a, a little, just a little boy. You know, his psychic gifts allow him to help individuals by tapping into their families and friends on this plane, as well as those who've passed on. On the flip side, using the stage name Hogan Todd, he's a gifted musician who has an infectious acoustic groove that can be compared to that of the Dave Matthews Band, Lifehouse, Lenny Kravitz, and John Mayer. We're going to hear some of his music today. Hogan has had his songs on many popular television shows, which include NBC's The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, WB's One Tree Hill, and Fox's The O.C. How do you like them apples? That's pretty big stuff. And I'm especially happy to say that Todd is my friend, and it's a delight and honor to welcome him to the Self-Improvement Show. Todd, welcome. Glad to have you aboard. Wow, that was, that introduction was longer than my career. That's awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, hey, I have to make you look good. <laughs> That's awesome. You did. You're, you're hired as my PR person moving forward. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Much. I already have a job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Tell us about yourself, Todd. Who's Todd Hogan and who is Hogan Todd? You got two to talk about. Yes, mostly. Um, so Todd Hogan is the psychic medium side of who I am. It is the most basic and the from the beginning who I have been, um, even when I was a little kid. Um, and the Hogan Todd side is my music side. Um, it sounds British, so it gives me a little <laughs> more uh, oomph in my name. Um, and it's also because when I started writing music for TV, I was in other bands, and I was kind of under contract, and so I needed a way to write for TV without being connected to the bands I was in, so I kind of came up with the the stage name of my name backwards, and uh, it stuck. And moving forward, all the like the biggest successes I ever had in music were under that name. So I was like, might as well just keep going, ride this as far as we can. So um, that's kind of how it started. Okay, now let's go back. You were a little boy, and and you had some psychic abilities. Um, I did. I did. It, t- tell us about that. What was your life like growing up with psychic abilities? I, you know, I can't yeah. even imagine. Tell, tell us what you were getting that yeah. that wasn't everyday stuff for everybody else. Well, and it started really early for me, um, and it was it was a bit scary because I was that little kid who would tell my mom. Uh, there's things coming out of my under my from under my bed. There's things coming out of my closet, <laughs> and she's like, "Whatever." And I'm like, "Literally, if you stay around for the ten minutes, you'll see if you hang out." Um, and she just thought, you know, patted me on the head as a little kid, and I would have these really intense, lucid dreams yeah, ever since I can remember. I mean, even when I was, you know, really little, like probably three, and things would come to me, and I would try to hide under my covers, and they would come up through the covers, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you know, this is just so scary," and I didn't understand it growing up because it was just, it's what you see in movies. It's what you, you know, and, and it was so uh, intense and it was, it was real. And, um, and I just didn't know how to explain it to, you know, especially as a young kid, I didn't understand it. And then as I started getting older and I was grew up Catholic. So that was the other side where it was like, okay, this is really evil. This is really bad. 
Oh so, yeah, uh, you didn't dare yeah. tell anybody. No, so it, I was like, no, I can't, I can't really tell anybody because um, if I do, then I'm in even more trouble. And uh, and and that was kind of the way it started, and that's kind of how I grew. So through the fear, I finally just said, okay, I kind of challenged it, and I said, why are you here? And I started conversing and talking with that, and sure enough, it was like spirit just kind of said, okay, I'm going to teach you about how it works and how the universe works, um, and just started to talk to me like we're having a, a conversation right now. So it was uh, it was an amazing experience, and uh, and that's when they kind of first started like holding me by the hand and carrying me through. So did anybody else in your family understand this, or were you all alone as this tiny little kid? What on earth is going on? Does everybody see things and talk right, to right. spirits? You know, you know right, what's going right. on? So with, with, what's funny is because my brother has the same abilities, just in a different way. And, uh, but growing up, he didn't realize that, and he knew that stuff was going on for me just from conversations with my mom. And now, Was he younger being, or older? He's older. So, and he was on the other side of the wall going, oh, I wish it was happening to me. I wish it was happening to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, please go away. I don't want this. I don't want this. So he was on the other side wishing he had it, and I was just freaking out. And he was, you know, the whole time studying and understanding. And, and later on, we didn't find this out until later on in our lives. Um, and also our dad, my mom and dad had been divorced when I was really young, um, and we didn't have any interaction with my father. Um, so it comes from my father's side. So 50% of me was just a mystery growing up. And I, it wasn't until my dad actually passed that I learned a lot of that um, from him. So wait, 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 that. wait. After he <laughs> passed, did you learn from other people? Or did no, he from, come to you? My, he came to me. So here's how it works. So when I was 15, um, right before my dad passed, uh, I started having these premonitions like two months before he passed saying, I need to go see dad. I need to go see dad. So I was telling my mom, I need to go see my father. I need to go see my father. She's like, no, you can do it when you're 18. He'll be there. And, you know, you'll, you'll be older. You'll be able to handle it. I'm like, no, I really need to go see him. And I kind of blew it off. And sure enough, uh, in two months from that point, um, he passed away. And I was, I was just, and he actually committed suicide. And I was devastated because I felt like, you know, spirit was really talking to me and really moving me. And I made a promise that at that point to spirit saying, I will never... I will never not do what you compel me to do. I will never not listen. And if you but tell me something, but as a fifteen-year-old, you didn't have a whole lot of no, control. no, no. I didn't have control, and I didn't understand. Of course, at fifteen, I just you know wasn't emotionally able to really process all of that. But through that, you know, I learned a lot. You know, there was a lot that kind of started the cycle and and the fears and and literally from that point on, my father kind of started coming to me, but not. I didn't really understand it, and I didn't really want it because I still didn't know what this was. I was still looking at it through a Catholic lens, and so it was still bad. So I wasn't really using it in a good way. It was just all these things are happening, and I don't know how to use it, and it's freaking me out, and I need it to stop. So, What about your friends? Did you tell any of your friends? You know, If you did, what did they do? No, so I wouldn't tell them, but... I would always have the answers for them. Like they, I was always their counselor, and I would all, everybody. I mean, we would be when even as a little kid, we'd be in an elevator, and some old lady would get in the elevator, and she would look at me, and all of a sudden she'd start crying, and I just lost my husband, and she would just like vomit on me. <laughs> oh. And my mom would be like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "It's okay, you know," and it's because it's an empath, and so people would just literally strangers would just start, and and I would answer them, and I would tell them all the answers, and I was like. 
how did you know that? I'm like, I don't know. I, don't know. I just knew what to say. <laughs> and sure enough, it was the answer that they needed, just like with my friends. So they just thought it was just the ability that I could just like look at people and understand them. And I really didn't tell them, uh, well, this guy over here who is your grandfather is telling me that you, da, 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 da. you know, you should do this or you should do that. Or, and so it just kind of grew up as like the Todd guy you go to, but not really knowing why. What about your mom? Did she ever catch on that something was really different about you? Did. did you get any kind of support from any place, I guess, is what I want to know. <laughs> no, and especially from her, she was ready to get, she wanted me to be exercised. So the priest that she was friends with was, was trained in exorcism. Not all Catholic priests are. And he, uh, he became, like, wanted to, you know, talk to me and wanted to do this. And, and at first he was really, you know, fearful and all this stuff. But as we started trading stories, and he had some pretty, really amazing uh, stories, um, we started trading stories, he realized that, wow, this, this kid really does know what he's talking about, really does see things. And that freaked her out even more. Um, so it's just one of those things, you just don't talk about it and just let it go, you know. You're, you know, your dad's crazy, so are you. So just let's just let it, let's just be what it is. And, oh. you know, everybody, you know, and everybody thought my dad was that guy, that crazy guy, but it really wasn't. My dad just had so much going on, and I, I know he had the same abilities, um, but no one to walk him through it as well. And so it was very overwhelming for him, and he didn't know how to fix it. You know, I didn't know how to deal with it. Um, and luckily, I was very much saved because spirit just really took me by the hand and really taught me how to turn it off, how to say no, um, how and to that was it. that was okay with you, that you didn't have any, I guess I want to say, anybody with skin on who right. could help you, but right. you were able to get comfort from those spirits that you were talking to. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I mean, most definitely. And, you know, even growing up, and even when I did finally accept it, it was still difficult because it it is kind of like that you have to experience everything trial by fire, and maybe it would have been a lot easier, like with my kids. So my kids have it, and so it's really neat to kind of talk to them about it and kind of walk them through it, and not in a fearful way in any way. This is just how it is. And this is what you do. Like, my littlest daughter, Viviana, she used to always laugh. Like, when she was, like, two, um, oh, he's so funny, he's so funny. We'd go back in the room, like, what are you laughing about? She's like, oh, I'm with Grandpa. And we don't have any grandparents on either side. So um, it's, so it's weird to say yeah, one Grandpa. she did. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that weird. note, Todd, it's time for yeah. us to go to break. When, we're, when we come back, we're going to talk more about some of these psychic abilities and then about your music. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Todd Hogan saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Where can you find wisdom in the little conversations of every moment in a show? 
One that brings you golden nuggets that you can apply towards your burning desires, life, and success. Tune in to Little Conversations today with host Dan Deegan. Our program will provide amazing breakthroughs in your life and help bring you closer to your dreams. Set your internal conversation GPS and tune in to Little Conversations today. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're changing lives through the power of little conversations. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Todd Hogan, who is a psychic a psychic medium, actually, and a musician. We've been talking about his childhood, what it was like growing up uh, with all these conversations with spirits going on. There must have been some funny stories that you have, especially if your brother was a little gifted as well. Yeah, Any, anything pop in your mind? Yeah, no, his is funny because he is a guy that literally can turn your 180 at any time. And it totally works. Like, he would, he would, one day he would come home and be like, I'm going to do this, like as a job or something. And we're like, what? And out of nowhere. And literally, like, in two days, he would change his whole who he is. And boom, he'd be super successful. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. And then, like, six months later, he'd be like, no, I'm going to do this. Boom, turn, change, and boom, super successful. And not even know why he's doing it. You could ask him, what do you do? I don't know. I just, I need to do this. And he would do it. And it's just one of those things. His intuition is crazy strong. Um, and it's amazing, and it still amazes me to this day because he literally can say to me, I, I can hear it, I know in his tone when he decides that there's something he's going to do, and it's like he's being told to do this, and he does. Um, and it's just, it just amazes me to this day. That's fun, and it, it's, it's exciting to see that somebody really trusted enough to follow, you know, to right. follow the information and the guidance. Right. Another thing that you had growing up is a gift for music. When did you realize that you really loved music and that you had some talent? Well, it, again, it was the same thing. It was always from the beginning. And even when we were little kids, we would get in front of the mirror and, and you know, play tennis rackets and we would pretend we were kissed and all these things. that. And, again, the support household that we were in, my mom was like, no way. No one's going to be a musician in this house. Um, and she said, you know, because you guys will be like kids. 
And I thought that was great because, one, she thought we'd be successful. <laughs> great. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, she didn't say that, but, you know, it, it, it was funny. Um, but, and she forbid it. So we weren't allowed to play music in the house. We weren't allowed to do it. But we would sneak over to people's houses. My brother, too. But I would sneak over to people's houses and, and play guitar whenever I could and try to learn. And even when we went to camp, I learned how to play, like, help and all these things. And I had the aptitude to do it. Um, so I just kept doing it and kind of hit it. And finally, I bought a guitar and hit it in my closet for a little while. And then finally, I said, okay, Mom, I'm, I have a <laughs> guitar in my closet. I'm How play. old were you when you did that? So this was, uh, I was 17. So I had to wait till I was like, old enough <laughs> to kind of stand up for myself. <laughs> and say, I'm doing this, and I got it in my closet right now. Um, but it's very similar. You know, I think creative people, artists in general, and musicians especially too, um, it's very similar to being uh, a medium. I mean, you get into a place when you're writing, and it seems like it just comes to you, like what to do and where to go and where to play. And it's very similar. So I, I can see why a lot of creative people are connected to spirits, because it is one and the same in many ways. I'm thinking of your poor mother. You turned out to do the two things she least wanted you to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's so a medium and right a musician. <laughs> two things that you're not ever supposed to oh, do. Oh, no, she's not very proud. But, but Oh, I bet she is. It, it, it teaches you to, you know, I had, to, I had to be true to who I was and who I am. So Yes. And you write some music as well, don't you? I do. And that's a big part of it, too. You know, like a lot of when we were growing up and learning and stuff, you know, a lot of people wanted to be like Olympic athletes on the instrument. And I did, too. I wanted to be that guy. But I really wanted to focus on songwriting and being a songwriter because I felt like that was really my gift. That's where I was really good in music. And uh, and that's what I really focused on. And that's who I am. That's why I am a songwriter because it's one of those things that you really kind of have to concentrate on to do. How old were you when you wrote your first song? You know, I was a kid. Uh, you know, I wrote a song about my dog, my dog dying, <laughs> and it was really sad. Um, was it, but it was I was going to say, was it a tearjerker? <laughs> it was. It was really sad. Um, and her name was Chloe, and uh, and so it was really. But it was good because it was like this moment of learning how to feel something and then express it. And I think that was a really great tool for me. Was that okay? How do you write something that uh, that can catch people and, and hook people in? And it's feeling that emotion and then expressing that real, really directly, that emotion that you're feeling. So they, they can understand it. They can feel it, relate to it. Now, you have an album out, too, don't you? I do. Um, and this is my first solo album out. So I played in other bands and stuff. And this was the first time I said, okay, I'm just going to do it all. I always had singers. I always had other musicians around me. Um, and in this, this case, this solo album, I, uh, I did it myself. So it was really... Uh, it was a really good experience and made me really love bands. <laughs> yes. A lot more How can people find you? How can they... Yeah, I know they can listen to your your music online, yes. but how can they find... How can they get your album? So you get my album at uh, iTunes, Amazon. Um, you can also get it on CD Baby, um, as well as you get it through the label, which is Tate Music Group and uh, TMG Music. And you just look up Hogan Todd, and it'll, there's links that'll take you there. And you can buy it directly from the label, or you can go to it's on iTunes and everything, where you can just buy singles and different things like that. And and in a little bit, we're going to hear some of that. How how did you how did you get on the on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno? That's interesting. Yeah, so um, I wrote I write for a library, which is a, a, a basically a you're like a, an agent. 
and they would come to, like a TV show would come to them and say, hey, we want Green Day, the song that Green Day does on our show, but we don't want to pay for Green Day to do it. So will you guys write a song? So, so we'll write a punk song that's kind of in the same vein, kind of the same feel, and then they'll use that and for a quarter of the price, and it does exactly what they needed to do in the scene, and there you go. So what happened was the Tonight Show needed a uh, hook song to go out during a segment they were doing, like this, uh, it was like a comedy sketch they started doing as a, a weekly thing, and they needed something to kind of hook people into it. And so I wrote, uh, we wrote a song for that hook. And uh, it was great. Yeah, it got to actually get played on the Tonight Show. So it was really cool. The band played it and everything. You did, so. did they give you credit in the credits at the end of the show? Did They did, it? yes. So oh. it was, yeah, yeah. So it was through Wild World, Wild World Music and then Hogan Talk. Yeah, so it was really cool. Like I was on, I was technically on the Tonight Show. <laughs> so. That that really is cool. Yeah, and what about I mean, the others? Is the same? Is the story the same for One Tree Hill and the OC? Yeah, exactly. Same thing. So, I, I, and it's funny because a lot of that stuff I wrote, um, and it's really funny is I wrote punk music, and for whatever reason, the punk stuff that I wrote really connects with a lot of people. Which I don't play punk all the time, but I have much habit in me. Um, all those years of rebellion, and uh, and so yeah, <laughs> so that's the stuff that really connects, and that's most of the stuff that's on TV. It's from this album that I did for them um, of punk songs, which was really cool. That it and it still gets played today. There's still shows that are still putting it on, um, even today. So it's really neat. Royalties for it. Yes, exactly. And that's the other awesome thing, especially the musicians. Holy cow! Getting paid for something—that's amazing. So now I can say I know somebody who was on all of these shows. Yes. We don't have to tell the whole story, but I think you know. I think that's remarkable. Well, I appreciate to that. have your music there. Yeah, and it's hard. You know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of music out there to get picked and then get put into production and then you know and then they put it out there. It's it's a lot of work. So. So what is your genre? You don't do punk. I know you don't do rap. Yeah. Well, actually, it's funny you say that. I am actually I was just asked to write a rap uh, song uh, album for an artist uh, called his name is Mike May out of L.A. And his record label is called MOB. And so they asked me to write five songs for an EP for him. So I'm actually writing five rap songs. Or Not the lyrics. He's going to do the lyrics, but the music, all the tracks I'm going to do for him. Uh, it'll come out in August. So I'm kind of excited about oh, doing that's, that. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's exciting. So, and what else do you have going on these days that's brand new and exciting? Because that's exciting. It is. That's really exciting. And it's one of those things that's really neat to be able to you know, keep doing and get to do. You know, when they pick you, they heard me on the radio in, in Los Angeles, and that's how they, they really liked the way I played and the feel I had, and that's how they found it. And I also have a book that I uh, wrote about um, my, kind of my life, a memoir, about, you know, so for people to say, if you have these feelings or you have these things, you're not weird, and it's normal, and this is what it is, and this is what it's like, so they can understand what it's like to receive messages and, you know, you know, what, what does it feel like when Okay, Todd, like, now I don't know about a book, and I'm the queen of books. <laughs> Tell me about your book. It's called Into the Mystic, and it's a musician's guide, a musician's journey with spirit. And uh, it's, it, I finished it uh, about six months ago, so I'm looking for a publisher. And uh, it's, it's about my life. When I, from when I was a little, little, little kid, two years old, first started seeing what I saw, and then going all the way through understanding the gifts and meeting my dad for the first time and um, it goes through the, all the experiences and then, you know, how it works in my life and how I've helped, you know, able to help people and, and 
kind of direct them and, and heal them in many ways. And, oh, uh, that is really cool. Great. You're going to have to talk to me after the show. Okay, I'll talk to you. You wrote a song that we're going to play called Seems to Me. Tell us a little bit about Seems to Me, and then we're going to hear it. Okay. Yeah, it's about, you know, when you are in a place where you want something so bad, but it's so bad for you in your life, and you can't let it go, and you have to learn how to walk away and just kind of, like they always say, give it to God. You have to kind of learn how to, to, to release this, this thing that's tearing you apart and holding you down. And so it's a way of kind of saying, here's how to do that. Ah, uh, so let's listen then to Seems to Me, and then we'll go to break. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after the commercials following the song. along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and will discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What does creme de la creme mean? It's the greatness of living, the willingness to be the best. It's living beyond what you know is possible with no limitation. Access Consciousness presents Creme de la Creme, a program that empowers you to choose and create the life you would like to have and entices you into being who you are, not who others would have you be. It's the best of the best. It's the finer things in life. It's brilliant. It's fun. It's exciting. Join us for Creme de la Creme every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com. You 
are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Todd Hogan. We're talking about his ability as a psychic and his ability as a musician. But I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about what he does with the psychic library. Now, Donnie Tash has been on the show a couple of times, and I know he's really picky about ability and about honesty. So I, when he recommended you to me, it, it was an easy uh, yes to that. How did you come to be involved with the Psychic Library? So um, a couple years ago, uh, Mark Ireland, who I think you had on your show as well, uh, yes. I used to teach his son, so a little backstory, I used to teach his son, Brandon, bass, and his son, Brandon, passed away. Um, and so he was like my little brother. I taught him for like seven years. We were super close. Um, but I didn't know any of the history of Mark or his father, Richard Ireland. I didn't know any of that. I just knew Mark as Mark, Rip Brandon's dad. And so... For the audience's sake, Richard Ireland was just a premier psychic right. back in the 60s right. and early 70s. He had right. a television show in Phoenix. and I mean, he was really well-known, worked with some of the Hollywood greats. Uh, and his work continues in many ways because he has an excellent publication and you know, right. there's still tapes available. Anyway... Exactly. That was crazy. I had no idea any of that was going on. And so uh, when Brandon had transitioned, um, it was a really hard time for me because it was like my little brother. And I was teaching music at the time. And I really had to step away from teaching because of it. It was just that hard. And so Mark and I had kind of lost touch, not in any bad way. Just, you know, you just lose touch. And so uh, a couple, like five years later, or six years later, I went back and uh, started teaching again. And Mark happened to come in to visit one of the other teachers, and we saw each other. And we hadn't seen each other, like I said, in a long time. And so I was really excited, and I, but I knew Brandon, during that whole period when I wasn't teaching, Brandon started coming to me um, and speaking to me. And so it was great because we got to talk all the time. And so when Mark came in, I said, Mark, I need to talk to you about something. And I go, this is going to sound really weird. <laughs> I have no idea who I'm talking to. You know, like, this is not weird to him at all. Yeah. And, I was like, and I'm like, Brandon comes to me. This is what he's been saying. And Mark was like, hold on. So he ran outside, got his book, <laughs> and he said, you need to read this. And so that was where it started. And Mark's like, you really should use your gifts. You have these gifts. You should really use them. And I go, I, I, I don't ever tell anybody. I never do. I don't do that. You know, it's not who I am. I just secretly do it to people. And he's like, no, you need to do this. So he set up some tests and some test readings. And so there were two. And I did really well. And he was like, okay. I know someone who needs, uh, so needs some help because um, he has he runs a site called the Psychic Library, and he's just getting all these hits and all these ask, you know, people asking for readings, and he just can't do them all because there's just so many. He needs your help. Um, so would you go, you know, do a reading for him and talk to him? And so that's how I got connected with Donnie, and uh, we met and we kind of started reading each other, and it was awesome, and we totally connected as people too. Like I definitely feel like there's a connection there not just through the mediumship, but also it's just his people, kind of like, you know, kindred spirits. 
and that was it. And we, we totally complement our styles, complement each other. They're different, but they're, they're definitely complementary. And, uh, and it's been great. He's been an amazing help, um, and he's taught me a lot, and he gives me opportunities that I would have never even dreamed of. So it's been awesome. That's really interesting. What did Mark do to test you? So he set up two cold readings uh, of two people, uh, and one was on a phone call, uh, and then one was in person with a lady, uh, a friend of his. And so he said that was my first reading, official reading ever, where I actually sat down and said, okay, I'm going to read somebody, not just for fun, like at a party or something in my head. And I sat down with her, and I read for her. And it was awesome. Her, her son came through. Uh, it was tons of little signs and symbols, like, you know, things that she would only know. Like, uh, he, he showed me a, a star. I said, he's having me draw a star. Why, do you, why does he want me to draw a star for you? And she's like, because I look at a star every night and talk to him. He's the star in the sky that I talk to. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of like how it started. And then I did a phone reading for him as well, and it was the same kind of thing. And he was like, okay, you're ready. Let's, let's do that. And so he was pushing me out there. And he, I needed to be pushed because I wouldn't have done it on my own. I yeah, totally and you, you've worked with some groups with Donnie, haven't you? I, I know Donnie told me about a group of parents uh, who'd lost children that you worked yeah. with. Yeah, that was an amazing experience. We did this, uh, the group's called Helping Parents Heal, and it's about parents who've lo- lost their children, which I can't even imagine. I have four kids, and I can't even imagine what you feel, um, because it's not how it's supposed to work. You know, you're not supposed to lose your kid. You're no. supposed to you know, see you go before they go. Um, and these people are so amazing and so strong. Um, and so it was just one of those things that was like, of course I want to do this because I want to help them. I want them to have even another moment that they can have with their children. So we, we're in this room. Um, there's probably like 50 people in there. And they've all lost people. And it was like, and Donnie and I were saying, this is where it, was, it became super overwhelming. It was almost like we were on a playground and you hear kids running around. It was so loud that it was just, it was overwhelming. I mean, there were so many. It was probably like hundreds that were there. And it was just, Oh, my. Yeah, it was, the, it was the most intense thing I've ever done, and it was awesome. And, uh, and we had an amazing evening, and we really helped um, give some people some, some comfort and some pleasure and answer questions, and, it was, and that's what it's about. You know, that, that's when you really connect and really get to help people kind of understand. And I want people to understand. You know, that's the biggest thing for me. I want people to understand how it works. It's not what a lot of things we've been taught. Way different, way better. <laughs> way better. I can't imagine as a parent, I can't imagine losing a child. I lost a grandchild and that just was, I mean, he was only two days old. And, uh, you know, yeah. it was just a heartbreak. But I can't imagine what it's like to lose a child, right. you know, anywhere along the way. Right. But then to have somebody say, Mom, I want you to know I'm okay. Don't worry about me. Right. You know, right. Right. How, how much comfort could that be, especially when there were all the little clues I know you must get to exactly. let them know, yes, this is your child. Right. Like you give them the, the hit, we say, and they say, oh, okay. And then you get, you get to give them. And what's really cool is the wording. They'll say it to you in a way that you, I would never say it. And so when I say it to them, here's the words, and I say the sentence, they're like, oh, my gosh, that's how he used to speak or that's how she used to say things. So, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible that you get to be that vessel. 
let me ask you this. Is there a way that you can combine your music with your mediumship? You know, in my mind, I, I see, you know, a group and you can sing something about talking with those who are on the other side or connecting with your loved ones or something and then doing readings. I, I, I just think that would be so powerful. Yeah, no, I think it would be an amazing evening. Like, you could set it up where you set some mood by playing the music, and then you kind of do a group reading, and then you kind of, like, do music out. And uh, I think that would be really powerful, and I think that's the direction I would love to be able to get to um, eventually, because I think that would just enhance the whole experience, because music is very spiritual. It's very connected to our souls, and it opens us up so much more than anything else. Oh, I, I totally agree. Were most of the parents at that group comforted? Oh, yes. Like, they, like I even did readings after the group where they, like, after the night, they called and had readings. And, uh, and also they came up right afterwards saying, thank you so much. And, and you know, it's, it's really gratifying because, you know, it's not, I know it's not me. It has nothing to do with me. You know, that's just them. I'm just, like I said, the vessel, and they let, allow it. And it's so great to be able to be connected to them now. And now we're friends. And now I can... I will, I'm there. I'm available to you forever because now we are connected together. And, uh, yep. and I'll continue to do it for them at any time because I, it's so important um, to understand and be peaceful about it and not hold on to it. Not let it go. Just We're just accepting it. You know, you're not letting no, you, go. You can't it. let it go. Yeah, but no, no. You know, my fiancé died, and, and you brought some information to me from him. And after he passed, um, a psychic called me and said, I have, I, you know, I want to, I want to give you a reading. I have some information. And what she gave me just knocked my socks off. It was so, so right on in Stephen's words. And right. nobody would have ever said what right. he said. And, right. I, you know, totally made a believer out of me. If people wanted to have a reading with you, uh-huh. how would they find you? They can go to Psychic Library, and it's just psychiclibrary.com. Um, and then there's a reader's page, and on that it shows uh, the, the people who work with uh, Psychic Library. There's an amazing tarot reader named Maggie who's phenomenal, and she's awesome, and I love her to death. And then Donnie, and then myself. Um, and Donnie's amazing. Uh, I am in awe every time we are. We get to do some readings together, and he just uh, he's a superstar. And so oh, Donnie is a superstar, and not only yeah. can Donnie do that, but he can talk to animals and never now and then He'll tell me what my dog wants. You know? I think it's so good. <laughs> it's that. so that's much just, fun. Oh, it's the funniest thing ever. So I think it's much the fun. Oh yeah, it's super fun. <laughs> and and there is a link on the on the self improvement blog that will take you to the psychic library, and there's okay. a link that takes you to Hogan Todd. Okay. Um, so we have both those links available. Um, so you can go to the Psychic Library and see how you can get in touch with Todd. Do you do readings by phone as well as in person? Yes. So I can do either way. So you don't have to be in you know, c- close proximity. You can be across the world, whatever. We can do it Skype or phone. Yeah. Or so whatever. if you're in New York or London or Australia or wherever you might be, yes. you could still get in touch with, with Todd. Uh, I, I'm going to hold out for, for music, uh, a musical medium is what I'm holding out for. 
<laughs> because I can't imagine anything to be more powerful in a group than combining music with an interchange of of spiritual uh, information. It's, it's so cool, so cool. On that note, we're going to take our break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Todd Hogan saying, please stay. We'll be back with more in just a minute. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Todd Hogan, sometimes known as Hogan Todd. It depends on whether he's being a, a regular person and a medium or a singer. If he's a singer, he's Hogan Todd, and you might want to check out some of his music. During the break, Todd told me that today is his father's birthday, and his father was a tremendous influence in his life in such an interesting way. Todd, tell us about your father and, and how, he, how he influenced you and how he helps you now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just happy birthday, Dad, by the way. Um, it is amazing because, you know, I didn't have a relationship with him until after he passed. And then, uh, and then we had this amazing connection. He came to me slowly, very, you know, off and on for years to kind of get me, like, acclimated to him. And then once we finally kind of said, okay, this is going to happen, um, he's an amazing uh, father, and he gives me all the advice I could ever want. And 
we have this great connection. And what's great about it, another cool thing about it was that um, the man that I know on the other side was not the man that was here. You know, he is the perfected, the culmination of what he was supposed to become here um, and didn't get to. So when he's there, so the guy that I know, and a, a really good friend of mine, Deborah Martin, who's an amazing uh, medium, told me that, you know, when they pass over and they, they cross over, they become who they were meant to be. So the guy that I know, no one other than my brother and I, no one knows. And uh, he's that strong, always knows what to say, always says it right um, guy. And so it's, you know, he gave me my abilities genetically. So you're telling me that you did not know him. I didn't at all. As a we, father. My mom, yeah, my mom and my dad got divorced when I was two, uh, and we were never allowed to see him. Um, and so... I never got to see him until he, you know, and then he passed away. And I didn't even know he passed away until we got a phone call from someone who was supposed to play golf with him. And uh, they said he never showed up. And then that's kind of how it started. The search began to find out what happened. When uh, he came to you the, the first time, as gently as it probably was, how did you deal with that? Because I would think that as a son right. growing up, whose father was never there, right? There yeah, was it was some anger was, and feelings of abandonment and all those things. That all those things, yeah, totally, all those things. We've had that conversation. We've I've yelled at him, and and you know, and what's amazing is he how he handled it because he's in that place now, and he handled it like like I would say like Jesus would handle it. You know, he handled it like what you think if you sat down with Jesus and you were upset about some stuff with him and you wanted to take <laughs> Jesus to task, how you would handle it. that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, and yeah, we've all done it. And so he, he was amazing. And, and at first, when he first would come to me, he would stay in a distance. It was really weird. He would stay maybe like across the room from me and not say anything, just sit there. Oh, you can see him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it was really, uh, it was bizarre because I was like, no way. And, you know, at first I was like, there's no way, but I knew exactly who it was. And, you know, and I, I was like, wow. And so he would just stand there and just wait until I was ready. And literally it was years. He would come in, come and sit and then leave, come and sit and then leave. And then eventually when I first moved out on my own, I was like 19. Um, that's when we had our first conversation. Wow. Yeah. I wasn't aware that you could see Spirits, tell us uh, briefly about your gifts. I know you're clairaudient. I know you're clairsentient. Yes. Um, so I can also see uh, them. Uh, so, and, and when I say see them, so you know, sometimes they appear behind people. Um, but it's almost like you know when you daydream about somebody. That's kind of what it's like. So all of a sudden, I get a vision of who they are, what they look like, an outfit. Like I had, I did a reading for a lady, and I said, "What's with the pearl necklace?" And she's like, "Oh my gosh." She only always wore this pearl necklace. So, like, I see people kind of, like, representative of who they are. I so, know. When I had my reading with you, you described Stephen perfectly. Right. And it's, it's not like I've ever seen him before. So it's, it's not like, I, you know, I'm cheating. It's just, it's weird. You, you just get a, a sense of who they are. And then you draw this mental picture. And I think they help you draw it. And then sure enough, like people's eyes, sometimes people have like these amazing eyes and they just, or their smile or, you know, a certain hair, like, you know, like some of the men from the fifties had these amazing hairstyles and it was just, you know, oh, yeah. you, you know, it's like these, these movie star hair, you know, uh, and you see that and it's, it's incredible because I, you know, I, I have no idea. And then they show you a picture later and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, that's it. That's who they are. That's who they are. Yeah. That's crazy. 
Interesting. Did you have all of the did you have all of these gifts as a child or did some of them sort of evolve as you grew into yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely feel like it, it, like the the universe allowed it to grow. Uh, I don't think if I would have had all this in the beginning, I think I would have been way overwhelmed <laughs> by everything. So we, I think as I got stronger and I got more, I was more receptive. Uh, then things started to grow. Like the smell uh, didn't happen. So I have a horrible sense of smell. Like my wife gets so angry with me because I can't smell like our baby poops. <laughs> I can't smell it, which is okay. awesome. That's important. Awesome. <laughs> yes, which is awesome. But but it's horrible for her because then she's like, oh my gosh, you know, you don't smell that. I'm like, oh okay, I'll do. It. But but I have this amazing sense of spiritual smell. Like I'll get someone smell who is a smoker. I mean, it, it reeks of smoke. I'm like, do you smell that? And she's like, oh, I don't want to hear what you're smelling right now because I know it's not from this earth. And it's like, so I'll smell like smokers or I'll smell a perfume that someone wears, the exact perfume. Um, stuff like that. So they give me, and so I know instantly when I start smelling stuff, it's from spirit because I can't smell anything. That is so, so interesting. Yeah, I hate really. to say this, but we're really getting right up to to the end of the show. Oh, I, I want that. to tell my listeners to tune in next week to hear Peter Baxa, but I want you to tell us about the song we're going to play to end the show, and I want to tell you thank you so so much. Oh, thank you very much for letting me do this, and I really appreciate you being so kind, and you're an amazing friend, and I really appreciate all that you do for me. Continue. So to great to have you. Now, we're going to play a song called There You Are. This is a song you've written. Tell us about the song. So it's about those who have transitioned and the, the, the need for connecting with them. And for me, as a medium... And a psychic seeing, knowing sometimes when you meet someone, you see how it's going to end for them and where they're gonna, when they're gonna transition. And, um, it's that, that, that feeling that you feel and knowing the path they're on. Sometimes it was with drug addiction, different things, and you knew the moment you shook their hand, that path that they were taking, and you saw the end result if they didn't change their ways. And, uh, it's, it kind of describes that. And it's a very, very sweet song. I cried the first time I heard it. Let's listen now as we end the show to There You Are by Todd Hogan. Well, here we are, so to speak. What went so wrong Just to know you and me Places they seem to Never change their face Through the lightless window See you to be See you to be Looking for me Memories now Please come back to me Seeds in each 
Wednesday Only seems to change The picture that hangs on Slowly fades away Slowly fades away Looking for remembrance now Please come back to me Looking for remembrance now Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.